Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Yeah, boy, it's August 4th, and it's episode 208, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the first website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, the boys are back in town. And we are going to talk some fantasy football. Our focus tonight is going to be on all the uh, training cap injuries and how they affect our tiers and our budget strategies. But of course, our analysts, they're always here. He's finally back in front of the computer after about two weeks of being off. He was on a golf trip, a camping trip. Slim, how's it going tonight? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady Good. I had to charge my laptop. It was right dead and do an update and a couple things. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, it's been kind of interesting to get back behind a screen here. So, uh, we'll get some work done on the website here into some auction values and tiers and a couple more premium podcasts pushed out here in the next few days. So, um, kind of get back to normal. You added one today, right? Slim? Uh, premium no. pod? I yeah. did not. No. No. Okay, well, there's Hopefully this thought, weekend. Running this backs weekend. will be coming this weekend. That's the plan. All right, sweet. And his boat, his boat, Blister, it's finally here. We got two words for you. <laughs> Summer's <laughs> over. Summer's over. We go back to work in two weeks, so I guess I'll be <laughs> missing an action for the next two weeks. Because I better, I think I'll sleep in it tonight and and probably uh, <laughs> camping it for the rest of the summer just to get some use out of it. But oh yeah, it's good to see. You. It was it's a hell of a boat. Wow, way nicer than anything I ever expected. And uh, you know, because I, I never even saw it before I bought it, I just bought it <laughs> and uh, just thought it sounded good. So yeah, I, it's awesome though. I can't wait to try it out tomorrow. And yeah, you know, I, I feel like. Um, July was a write-off. I mean, like like Slim and like yourself, probably we were all traveling, and yeah. you know we haven't. Uh, we did so many couple golf trips, a trip to BC for me, and I think in the month of July, nineteen days I was gone. So it was hard to stay on top of potting. And the one time I did try to. Uh, push out a premium pod <laughs> right. there. I fucked it up three times and got mad and <laughs> smashed my computer. So um, I might restart trying that again. But, you know, I was going to talk about my tier sheet, how I use it. And, and now it would be better now anyways because it's up to date. I added on some strength to schedule. just want to talk about that a little bit later on and when I when I do my pod. But, um, you know, at least I guess one thing, we didn't get caught up in any of the, you know, hype uh, uh, stories from training camps and stuff that, you know, often are just hype <laughs> so we well, we're going to get caught up in it tonight through all that yeah we'll get caught up in a lot of the injury <laughs> stuff but yeah you know so yeah anyways good to be back gotta get the, gotta get serious now i gotta get a couple of leagues i organized i gotta make sure i got people in them still and it's time <laughs> it's time to turn the page here get ready for yeah well it's typically what happens all right august uh you know august one comes around and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah we got to get to work so um you know we'll get to work tonight on some of the injury stuff and you know our listeners will uh get to work and the members will get to work and august is always a fun month so uh i know i recorded one last night like i was talking before the show because i was worried we weren't all be able to get together tonight so uh it was a little bit of a gift i guess to the listeners i don't know if it's a gift but they got two shows anyways this week so we'll see how that uh how that turns out i got yeah the the more the better it's been a couple weeks i forgot how to uh, how to do a lot of the editing so i think i only added in one soundbite but i'm sure we'll get a few tonight but anyways that's enough banter boys let's uh let's get this thing going so if you guys are ready then i'm ready let's cock the hammer it's time for action Cock the hammer, it's time for action. Cock the hammer, it's time for action. 
All right. So like I said, we got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about all the, uh, the, you know, the injury bug that's, uh, um, affecting the league and all the training camps right now and how those injuries are affecting our, um, auction preparation. So, uh, be upfront. I went through fantasy pros and their injury news, and we're just going to go through, um, some of the headlines that are through, um, fantasy pros right now and talk about the auction implications, not this like, Oh, well, I wouldn't uh, reach around up for him anymore. Notice I paused on that. Well, we said that was from two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I actually had a good sounder for that one. Maybe I'll put her back in there. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll talk more about um, more about, uh, you know, the auction drafting implications as it change the tiers these guys fall into, how much money you're willing to spend on them, if you're willing to touch them and all those types of things. So I don't really have a, a, a title tonight for the, uh, for the segment. So we'll just get right into it. Let's go back and forth, boys. So Blister, let's start with you. Um, the first bit of news that, uh, I found today was, um, the Julio Jones news. So that Julio Jones has missed two consecutive, uh, practices on an, undisclosed um reason so um according to matthew mckay of the who's the titans correspondent uh julio's undisclosed missing of training camp for two consecutive days on wednesday after landing awkwardly on during monday's practice that's what mike variable said so um is this just a little tweak of an ankle and like we say to the kids rub some dirt on and get back in there or does that concern you blister well, it concerns me a little in the sense that Julio's not getting younger, right? So any little injuries and, and uh, annoying, nagging things are probably going to last longer than they would if he was 10 years younger than he is now. So I just think that Julio, you know, it's not a guy that I'd be targeting in auctions anyways. Um, right now we have him at about a $20 value. I think that I wouldn't want to spend 20 on Julio. I'd rather spend 20 on a younger potential guy that could uh, – you know, whose role could expand over the course of the season. We we know Tennessee's going to be a run-first team anyways. They're going to pound the rock quite a bit. And I just think that's just another reason here for me to, to cement my rationale or my thought process of not wanting to draft Julio. Um, again, it could be at this point they're going to be careful with people. Sure. But it, it, it's just a reminder to me that, yeah, Julio isn't young anymore, and, and he will have these injuries popping up. And little things will take longer to heal. So for me, and I, and I, you know, and in a situation like this, I think, well, I, you know, if Julio is twenty dollars, and if I got him for thirteen or something, yeah, maybe I look at that um, twelve, something like that. But then often when I look at um, injuries to players, like I think, okay, well, if that's gonna often injuries, like we said before we came on the air, will maybe cause you to want to spend a little less or hope to get somebody for a little less or in some cases you will get them for less depending on the severity of the injury but then it also could be somebody else down the depth chart that you might want to spend a couple bucks more on because of a potentially expanded role and in the Tennessee situation I, you know I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't be looking any further down the depth chart to spend on Josh Reynolds or or Des Fitzpatrick or anybody like that just because they're not gonna you know they're not gonna be a pass happy team as it is so right. um yeah, that's my two cents on Julio. All right, uh, Slim, you got any more two cents? You too? Are you concerned? Not super concerned. Um, I think they're going to give veterans a lot of leeway here uh, at this point in camp. But also, I, I agree with Bliss. Like, hey, you don't have to. You know, don't worry about paying for a guy like Julio. Then, if you've got concerns, I think there's a lot of guys that are pretty solid. You know, in this yeah. price range, whether it's you know Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper. Um, you know, Mike Evans. So you've got a lot of options to pivot from if, if you're planning on budgeting something like this and Julio was a target for you. And now you, you know, you're kind of, don't worry. It's not going to rip apart your budget. You can still pretty much stick to it. And there's a lot of good options still there in that price range. Awesome. So Slim, let's stay with you. Let's go to the, another wide receiver. There's a lot of wide receiver news here. Yeah. Uh, so as per Dan Dung, uh, Dungan, uh, Duggan, sorry, <laughs> Dungan of the athletic, uh, Kenny Galladay has a hamstring injury that he suffered earlier in the week. It's not to, believed to be too serious. And, um, the early indications are, are positive. So any concerns with Kenny Galladay, um, or any, um, you know, anybody, I guess, or how that affects that tier? 
Um, yeah, I've kind of had concerns about Galladay even before this season. And, uh, you know, he's battled lower body injuries um, for a while, it seems. Um, you know, he's going to an offense that I think there's some question marks there, whether it's the quarterback, uh, you know, the running back isn't looking so good uh, right now. We don't know what the offensive line is necessarily going to look like. So he come in, came in as this, you know, high-priced free agent. Um, but he was a guy that I was kind of fading anyway. And news like this probably makes me say that I'm virtually not going to draft him in most scenarios. I mean, he goes for a fairly cheap price. Like right now, his average auction value for us is 13 bucks, which shows up as a pretty big value. But I yeah. think the reality is when Galladay goes in a lot of drafts, this is when there is a lot of values anyway. Um, because with what we're seeing in a lot of drafts, people are paying up for some running backs. Uh, if it's, you know, super flex league, then people are spending on quarterbacks. And so this kind of wide receiver three range, it's, there's a lot of values to be had. They're, they're relatively cheap. Um, so he shows up as a value, but I think that's kind of like smoke and mirrors a little bit where there's just lots of people there that are value. So again, I think you can easily pivot to other options instead of, and let someone else draft Galladay this year and deal with a lot of those question marks. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Blister, anything to add there? No, other than like his injury report, I guess they were quite impressed. I've, I've heard that they're quite impressed with his uh, work ethic and his focus during uh, team meetings and things like that. And he takes it on the field. And, he, and I guess the biggest thing for me is, um, you know, it's still Daniel Jones is the guy that's got to get the ball to him. So, yeah, yeah. There's a, I hate drafting anybody that I have big question marks over if they're going to be pricey one. Like Slim just said, at that price, there are a lot of other values that are there than guys that I'd rather – I have more confidence in. So, yeah, I put a lot of, uh, when I do my, my tier sheets up, I often put a lot of red background or flags or something <laughs> like that just to indicate, okay, there's a reason I don't want this guy. Or Dark more brown. Or, yeah, I, wow, that's a shitty thing. I was trying to highlight my thing the other day, and I was like, well, what's that color? Well, it looks like green. No, that's not green. That was, that was a hell of a That's time. an inside joke time. for if you're a long-time yeah. listener, they will know, they'll know what that means, but we'll just let it lie there for a bit. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got to see your boat today. That's good. I won't ask it's you what black, color it is. It's black and green. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Anyways, all right. So let's uh, let's move on uh, to next next one. And this is a pretty uh, big, pro, high profile name. So at thirty nine dollars right now, we have Ty- that's where we have Tyreek Hill, and he missed practice on Tuesday due to tendonitis issues in his knee. Um, so slim thoughts here on Tyree kill, uh, tendonitis. I don't know if I love the sounds of that, especially this early. Yeah, this is one to monitor. Like right now I'm not super concerned. I think they're going to be super cautious with their stud receiver because let's be real. If he ever goes down, it's not super pretty behind him. Um, but you know, if you want to target, I like McCole Hardman or something like that. Hey, great. Go for it now. But um, so I'm kind of cautiously optimistic still. I have a feeling they'll just be, they'll be careful with them. And, um, you know, what do they got? They don't care if he plays in the preseason or anything like that. Um, right. so we'll see if this starts to come closer to the season, then, then yeah, obviously you're going to probably drop them down a little bit, uh, in terms of value and draft position. So right now, uh, not worried, but definitely going to monitor. All right. Um, Blister, anything uh, to add on this speedster? I mean, he's no Andre de Grasse, go Canada. But, hey, uh, you know I mean? um, yeah. It's well, a I metals. think ten nice, and he's kind of swelling like that. I think in – yeah, I think you got to rest. I think you got to rest ice, right? And yeah. uh, stay off it. A little like, rice? Isn't it, that what we learned in school? Rice, rice? A little rice. That's right. We're not doctors, but we do have kinesiology degrees. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> for whatever that helps us. But, uh, and, uh, so I just think that, yeah, they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to play it smart with him and they probably will, but this is something that could pop up from time to time over the season. I'm not too sure how they would totally uh, get get rid of it but I, I just you got to watch that I mean there's a reason if you're debating on Tyreek or Devontae Adams or somebody at the top maybe this sways you more towards Devontae Adams or you know you nominate him early to spend money knowing that you don't want to spend that kind of money and it'd be easy to watch him go 
Yeah. Right. Okay. So another big name here, and I'm curious to hear what you guys have to uh, say about this. And we'll, Blister, we'll start with you. Um, we're talking about Michael Thomas right now. He's placed on uh, on uh, the reserve uh, pup list. So I'm sure, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you know the news. Uh, he had some surgery on his ankle. He was placed on the, on the pup list on Monday. And it sounds like it could be weeks into the season before he's back at it. I know that uh, Blister, you haven't updated your ranks yet, but I'm sure you're dropping him down further than even the night. I updated did them yesterday. Okay. All of them, actually. I okay, so you, you did. Okay, I don't so, have him. I, I do have to move him down farther at the time. Yeah. I moved him from about ninth to about 19th. 19, and, yeah. And I see where you guys have him in the 30, 37, and I definitely think, yeah, I got to move him down closer to the 30 range for sure. Um you know, I was a little con- concerned about him to begin with because I, depending on who's the quarterback, if, if Winston was the quarterback, then I think he'd be fine. Um, he still did fine when Bridgewater was the quarterback there a while back, and Bridgewater right. only got 112 yards of passing a game, and I think the ball <laughs> Michael Thomas. So he, yeah. Michael Thomas still put up good numbers, but um, uh, I, you know, this is concerning. Uh, you know, I was. Even last year, I, I, at times I debated how much his heart was into it because he seemed to be missing a lot of um, football. And when Breeze was out and stuff, he didn't seem to, you know, I just, it was a it was a lot of red flags uh, popping up at that time. So it, I don't know. I think with him, he's a guy I definitely do not want to nominate. I don't want to throw him out there. I mean, you nominate him, get him for a dollar, it's great, I guess. But somebody's going to hopefully pay more than that. But it's just a guy to avoid. And he's, it's not a guy that you go into your auction and think, well, I'm going to drive the price up on him because, uh, you know, it's Michael Thomas. But right. you could be going to get stuck with him on your bench for too much money if you do that. So right. I went to the best ball startup last year and, Thomas and McCaffrey were my first two picks. And it was an auction, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got the best guys, and man, did I suck. <laughs> I was dead last. Thank you, C-Mac and Michael Thomas. And Thomas, obviously, now I can't even trade him because I'm going to want the bomb. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's useless, too. Looks like another year in the basement. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Slim, I mean, obviously, you're not looking to draft Michael Thomas right now. But, like, who is it, then, in um, – in New Orleans that you think is going to be the wide receiver one while he's out? Alvin Kamara? Yeah, right, sure. I mean, I, I think <laughs> yeah. it helps him the most. Um, in terms of receivers, like, I honestly don't know. I, there's a few names there, you know, whether it's Traquan, he's kind of like the the evergreen kind of sleeper this time of year for the last few years. Yeah. There's Callaway. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do and who's going to really emerge. Troutman, I think, definitely gets a bump, um, even more so than maybe what we'd seen over the last month. We've seen his value come up. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Uh, definitely a guy you avoid. Like, some people will look at it like, oh, well, you know, I can get him and for cheap and I can – he'll come back at some point and it'll be awesome. Well, if he doesn't come back till week eight or something, like you're wasting that roster spot, like, uh, who knows, you might end up having to cut him at some point and, and, you know, pick somebody up off waivers just to try and, you know, win a week at some point because your team's struggling. Uh, so to me, it's not even worth that roster spot. You might as well get somebody viable and let someone else like blister said, deal with that headache. Yeah, he's on a do not draft list yep. for me for Same sure. Month. Cause I mean, I really think this could be, um, an AJ Green type situation or even, you know, you think back to even guys like Megatron, they start getting banged up those lower body injuries when they're at this age and they just like, you know, you kind of shrivel up. You're, they're yeah. not all Larry Fitzgerald. Like I, I just think, and Blister mentioned some of these things. Like didn't he get suspended last year for getting in a fight? Like there was issues. Yeah. And I think there's issues now from what I've kind of heard or read, you know, Sean Payton was pissed off that he waited until this close to the season to go and get yeah, the surgery. Now. Um, and he came out and said it like that they were really upset with his choice here and why he didn't deal with this sooner or whatever. Like, so what if, you know, the saints are a good team, you know, they're built to win now essentially. So, but, but what if they have a shitty start to the season now? Like, do you think Michael Thomas maybe is just like, nah, I'm going to sit yeah. out for a few more weeks? Like, I don't know. What's his, what's his motivation to come back then at that point? Like, he already kind of didn't want to be there much by the looks of it last year 
for some reason or another. Um, who's to say that doesn't start, you know, if the team's under 500 at some point and getting their ass handed to them by Tampa Bay or, you know, whatever. So I don't know. Again, I think he's just a guy you don't want any, any part of. And Blister, I like the idea of nom- nominating him kind of early because you know you're not going to get him mm-hmm. for a dollar. So yeah. why not let, you know, the Saints fan in the room or the guy that, you know, his brother who walks in with a magazine and doesn't even know he's injured, um, yeah. you know, would let well, them take him. Could, very, very well could happen. You're right. Yeah. Well, I think there's <laughs> so, some guy I, in most home leagues that's thinking, oh, I'm going to be sneaky and I'm going to get this guy and, and stash him and – He's going to win me the league. He's going to come back in like week eight. And now, oh, I got a wide receiver one that just got inserted onto my team. Well, that doesn't always You're three and four that at case. that point. What yeah, exactly. If you started two and five, he might come back and get you a couple wins, but that still might not be enough to make the playoffs. So in the meantime, everything you've given up at that point because you spent $10 or something on Michael Thomas, uh, to hold a player that sat there and did nothing. Um, I don't know. It better be a deep league, I guess. And you better get him yeah, for, for really, sure. really so cheap. I, that's where I'm thinking you throw him out in the maybe, you know, third or fourth round of nominations because the guys are, um, I think, going to spend some money on it and it's actually good. Then you never have to worry about getting stuck with him. You know he's stuck on someone else's roster. Someone will overpay because of the name value, so. I don't know. It's some yeah. some strategy that I'm kind of thinking about around Michael Thomas because I definitely don't want him in my league, in my teams. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're coming back to you here, Slim. So uh, next up, Marquise Brown um, is uh, dealing with a hamstring injury, which they say is quote unquote a little more serious than what they initially evaluated. So I mean, right now on Fantasy Pros, they have him as wide receiver thirty. We're not that high on him at all. He's outside our top. Fifty-five to be um, to be pretty frank on that. Does this um, change how you're looking at Marquise Brown or at that passing attack in general in Baltimore? Do not draft. That's as simple as that. Don't draft <laughs> yeah. this guy now. Like he was virtually there anyway for for I guess all of us as you mentioned. I know for me, I already had Bateman ahead of him. Um, yep. Now I think it makes Bateman move up even a little bit more who I kind of really liked anyway. Um, I don't know if it really hurts the passing offense as a whole, but again, I just, I don't want any part of these one trick pony speedster running backs that have injuries to their legs. If that's the case, then Mm -hmm. what's, what use are you? So uh, I'm passing. Okay, and Blister, uh, a, a sprinter with a bad wheel, are you drafting him? No, I've never <laughs> been too high on my list. Like John Ross is another guy, like similar, you know, a fast guy that they drafted high at Cincinnati. Now he's in New York. I'm not worried about uh, John Ross either. Guys like that, they always get banged up and they don't last long. Right, okay. Don't like him. Don't like uh, him. Don't like him. Don't like him at all. All right, so let's move on to another speedster. And uh, apparently they say not a one-trick pony, but uh, Blister, we'll start with you. With the Eagles wide receiver, Devontae Smith, is expected to miss two or three weeks of uh, camp here because of an MCL sprain. Um, so thoughts on Devontae Smith and that Eagle passing attack? Uh, yeah, just a second. I got somebody to... Oh. Quiet down in the background here. All right, all right, we'll go to Slim then. Slim, it's all yours. Again, do not draft. I'm out. <laughs> like, I, you got a raw rookie wide receiver that needs to get reps with a quarterback that's somewhat raw in terms of throwing the ball, and we got questions about his accuracy, timing, and stuff like that. Um, now he's potentially not even going to play a preseason game with Hurts or get to practice with him. Yeah. I'm out. I'll pass. Let someone yeah. else deal with yeah, that. absolutely. But, Absolutely, and I mean, yeah. we know that the preseason or like your know, training camp and preseason, like that's when all of that relationship yep. part is developed. Okay, sure, they played in college together, yada yada. But the idea here, right, is that uh, yeah, the timing and um, all those things and that connection, the relationship is you miss two or three weeks and you just throw it all out the window, right, Blister? 
Yeah, and he looked so frail. Like he was, he, he was a hell of a receiver watching him last year. But God, he was nothing to him. So, yeah, I'm worried that that was one of the thoughts I had going into the season was, can he stay healthy? And uh, you know what? There's, yeah, I like Slim. Don't draft that guy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep going with uh, this kind of genre of player. Um, we've got uh, Blister. Let's start with you. Then uh, Curtis Samuel has been placed on the pup list. He's dealing with a groin injury right now. Um, what were your thoughts initially on Curtis Samuel with the football team? And what are your thoughts now? Well, Curtis Samuel, I mean, I know there's a lot of hype about him going um, to Washington. Um, and I just wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't overly excited about it, I guess you could say. Uh, I know he's a good player. I just, to me, he's not a league winner. He's a, he's a guy that's, I don't know, he's got a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype to him. I think Slim likes him, so he'll be able to probably do. <laughs> argue this point quite a bit with me. But, um, you know, I don't know. I think he was in a good spot there in Washington. Um, but with him being banged up, that just probably opening up the door for somebody else. I'm really curious to see how the rookie Diami Brown does in camp here, if he can carve himself out a role. Mm. Um so, I mean, I think Terry McLaurin, that could be just more leaning on Terry a little bit heavier too. Um yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I, I it does. It, it was a guy that probably wasn't going to be on my draft list, anyways. All right, Slim. So Curtis Samuel, or now are you leaning Adam Humphreys? Um, Just kidding. Well, I've seen him get added in a few leagues that I'm in. Uh, but um, yeah, I am a little disappointed. To me, he was a guy that I was always trying to grab somewhere as like my last wide receiver, if, you know, somewhere in that range, like my wide receiver five yeah. or six, to kind of round out my core. Um, so. That's a little bit disheartening. I think that there was a lot of potential for some uh, really solid, um, at least weekly floors there for sure, and definitely some boom weeks. Um, mm. So this is a little disheartening. I'm, I'm, you, I'm just going to watch it and see how long this kind of lingers. It sounds like he was battling something uh, before, and now it's maybe re-aggravated. Um, so that's not a good sign. It's I don't like when you switch teams and you know you're not going to get a lot of reps now with uh, same ideas, uh, Devonta. Yeah, it's somewhere along those lines. I mean, yeah. so yeah. As much as I kind of it disappoints me, he's probably somebody I'm really looking to avoid um, right now until we find out more about how long he's going to be out. And if he does come back, then yeah, sure, he goes back in as you know kind of that depth piece wide receiver uh, that I was kind of drafting as, as anyway. So, um, yeah, I'll have to monitor. All right. So, Slim, let's stay with you. Let's take a look at Amari Cooper. Um, now, the reports say that he's close to 100%, but he hasn't practiced yet since he's had the ankle surgery. Um, are you concerned with this? Is this kind of just like, hey, we've got a, you know, we've got this horse in the stable. We're just going to not rush him back. Or is this something that's concerning to you? I think right now I'm not that concerned. I just kind of think like he's played with Dak. Um, there's no real benefit to him being out there. Like I think sometimes these veterans too, to be honest, they know what's going on. Like they're no rush to get out here and run through all these practices and the, in the heat. <laughs> exactly. and, yeah. You know, so I'm a little banged up. I'm going to take some work off to the side and go sit with the trainer and get some ice and some, some massage and therapy and stuff like that. So I, I'm not going to get super worked up about this yet. Uh, you know, again, come closer to the season. Sure. That's, that's something to, to really get to maybe move him around a bit. But right now I'm just holding out hope that he's just old and playing the game a little bit. <laughs> sure. How about you, Blister? Any thoughts on Amari Cooper? No, not so much. I just think that this has given CD Lamb and Gallup a little more time to, you know, establish some chemistry with Dak, although he's a little bit banged up as well. But no, I think Slim's right. These guys that have been around for a while, they're not in any rush to get out there and practice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, well, let's move on to quarterbacks, guys. That's a long list of wide receivers. Let's move on to quarterbacks. Mister, we'll start with you, and I think we'll have some a little bit of discussion here. Now, uh, it says here that Deshaun Watson has missed two consecutive uh practices now with a quote-unquote minor foot injury and that the team is quote approaching the injury cautiously blister is this an injury concern or the fact that he doesn't want to be there and um the court we haven't we don't know what's happening as far as the legal issues go 
I mean, is that what's happening or does yeah. he ha- really have a foot issue? I don't know anymore. I <laughs> I didn't even think he was going to be on the field at this point. I wasn't even worried about him. I was trying to pick up Terod Taylor as much as I could. Um, so the fact that he's around, and you know, I know there's still talk about maybe they'll be able to move him somewhere, but then there's still a chance they'll get suspended, but nothing legal has come down. I just think that, and he's, he came out a long time ago, so he didn't want to be there, wanted to be traded. So, you know, when these, it's no surprise that there's this little injury here and there. And, you know, once that one heals, there'll probably be another one down the road. And, and, and that's just the nature of the beast, right? He's going to make it difficult for them because he doesn't want to be there. I, I wouldn't put any faith into Deshaun Watson, although, you know, if you pick him up in a super flex league as your third quarterback or something for a buck or two, he's probably not a bad stash because if mm-hmm. he does play somewhere, I mean, what if he did go to Denver all of a sudden and they had unbelievable weapons there? Um, he, he can help that team. He's still a good, he is a good quarterback. So his off the field stuff, who knows what all that is all about, but his on the field was, was pretty good. And he was a good fantasy contributor. You know, and if he was healthy and there was no issues clouding over him right now, I, he probably would have been in the conversation as one of the top five quarterbacks going off the board this year, I would think. So, and that would have been fairly costly mm-hmm. for you too. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I didn't think they'd even be on the radar with the way, you know, two months ago, three months ago, things are going down. But, you know, I keep an eye on him just in case if he ever does get moved. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of quality weapons in Houston anyway, so he'll have to do a lot with his legs. And, I mean, the whole offense is kind of <laughs> – I know. Like, the, like we said the other backs. day, it's like there's only 31 teams in the league when it comes to fantasy football. Like no one's touching yeah. anyone in Houston. No, well, except for me. I, I, yeah, I except for you, David Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just keeps coming back. I can't quit. Him. Uh, I hate it too. I you can't stop like loving you, yeah. right? Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> um, so, uh, Slim, I was going to say, I was going to echo Blister's words. Like the only time I'm going to get uh, any shares in Deshaun Watson would be is my QB three or four in a uh, best ball league. You spend a dollar on him, and yeah, maybe he works out, maybe he doesn't, but. Um, that's about the only place that he's going to be on my roster. What about you? Yeah, I'm probably not drafting him at all anyway. Um, just because I've hoped in, in super flex leagues, I have two solid quarterbacks anyway. Yeah. So then I don't want to even bother wasting a roster spot on a third. Um, and yeah, I'm like Bliss. I don't know what to make of this anymore. Like I keep waiting for kind of this investigation conclude something and I'm assuming at that point is when the NFL will step in and you know there's going to be some type of suspension I would think um, whether he's criminally charged or not just based on some of the weird shit that has come out that he's said and done Um, so and obviously if there's criminal charges then I think that's even more suspension, who knows? But so I don't know. It's just such a mess that I'm kind of just avoiding it. And, you know, that whole quarterback situation altogether, like what scares me is if I take Tyrod Taylor, they drafted a rookie in uh, Davis Mills. So if the team starts right. one and five or oh and six, what the, why do they Likely. care to start Tyrod Taylor anymore? <laughs> why not put this rookie out there and see what they got? Like I would assume at some point they're going to do that. What, to see what this picks, you know, if this kid's got anything or do they got to draft another quarterback or whatever. So um, I kind of just want to avoid all the quarterbacks on that uh, franchise altogether. Okay. So let's stick with quarterback slim. Uh, Colts quarterback Carson Wentz will undergo surgery or well, underwent sur- uh, surgery on Monday on his foot. He'll be out f- for somewhere between five and 12 weeks, according to head coach Frank Reich. Um so I, I think this is probably a similar situation to Mike Thomas where he's, you're probably not drafting because five to 12 weeks. But what do you think of uh, like Jacob Eason no. maybe or Brent Hundley no. now is uh, on the team? I, no, I, this is a thing. <laughs> like all these reports come out. Like how did they not have a better backup quarterback already on the roster? Like Wentz mm. has not been a pillar of health the last couple of years. So you bring him in. But they've got, now they've got all these guys that they've seemingly have been saying, we don't have any faith in any of them. So what the hell kind of team building was that? Like, that's cool that you got, you know, a guy like Jacob Eason there, fine. But if the event ever came up that Wentz got hurt and you still don't know what you have, why didn't you have another veteran 
there as like the QB two or three right. that could step in and, and play a couple of games, at least till this Eason kid can get his feet wet a bit. Like just kind of mind boggling there. Um, I wasn't drafting Wentz a ton anyway. I feel like he was going for more than I ever wanted to pay. Uh, I didn't trust his health. Um, and having such a bad year last year for whatever reason, I just didn't really want any part of that. Um, but I think what it does is it really hurts any receiver that you wanted there. Yeah. Like I know Michael Pittman was a popular, uh, kind of a deeper sleeper, maybe your wide receiver five, six type guy that people were, were looking at. Uh, you know, maybe Paris Campbell had, was getting some buzz of people, you know, of course he was the one. Well, camp, but right? I just he's mean like great he'd been hurt yeah, and everything. And so that's kind of tapered off. He kind of was forgotten about, but you know, he makes a few flashes and some people might take him as a flyer, but like, I don't know. I have a hard time taking any of these receivers now with this dumpster fire that's at quarterback. And honestly, I think it trickles down all the way to Jonathan Taylor. Like I look at the tier that yeah, he's in I think so. and I have him, I guess probably a little bit lower already. Like I already had him as the RB nine for me. Um, and so I, I don't really want to move him. Like, uh, I know some people probably had him maybe as RB five in that range and that was fine. I, I, you know, I would hear the cases for that, but like, I'm taking a guy like Aaron Jones over him now, Eckler. Uh, I, he's in this tier to me with Antonio Gibson, Mixon, those kinds of guys, um, right with them. Like I could, if someone told me they wanted Gibson over Jonathan Taylor now, I, I wouldn't, you know, be offended by that. And I've thought about that. If, yeah. if I knew that Gibson's toe was a hundred percent, I'd probably put him ahead of them right now. If I trusted Joe Mixon just a little bit more, I'd probably put him ahead of Taylor right now. Um, so here he is in this jumbled mess now with this young stud that I think a lot of people were excited for. Hey, how many passes can he catch this year and things like that? And now right. who knows? It, it could be ugly. Um, so, We'll see. I mean, that's another guy. I think that's the biggest thing right there. Just because the dollar value that Taylor goes for, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Well, and Blister, I I mean, from looking at our auction values spreadsheets here, as a consensus, we have them at uh, RB9. Uh, you know, each of you have them at nine. I have them at eight. Um, but he's going for big bucks, you know, right now our value indicator on the website shows that uh, he's a, he's $7 overvalued. So um, we didn't like him as much as everybody else anyways. So um, what are your yeah. thoughts right now on Jonathan Taylor? Um, obviously, you're just going to ignore Wentz. I don't know if you're interested in Eason or any of those wide receivers now. No. Well, no, I was, I agree with what Slim said and I was going to get down to that uh, when, but he got there. But with the running back situation, I think teams are going to stack that box now. I mean, they're not going to fear these quarterbacks that they have. So just let the best player in the field now is Jonathan Taylor. So just don't let him beat you. There was a lot of talk about Michael Pittman earlier. Like it could be mm-hmm. a real breakout year for him. But now I think you don't even worry about drafting any of those guys because I, I don't know how you could have any hope or faith in them. And, you know, Wentz is, you know, he's had his share of health problems over the last few years too. So even if he does make it back by week three or something, how long do you have him for? So I think that, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I think he was my first running back I drafted in the fishbowl. And I think I drafted him ahead of some other guys like probably Zeke and, uh, no, I definitely had a Jones and mm-hmm. guys like that, Eckler, um, which I'm kind of mad at myself for now, <laughs> obviously. But, yeah. uh, and then so my running back stable there will be thin, but no, I would, I'm not willing to pay top dollar for him anymore either, just because I think he's going to have a tough road. So Blister, do you, do you tackle him? I'm thinking here's a great first or second round nomination then, right? We have him as being overvalued anyways. And you know, guys, listen, in your home league, this is how it's going to go. Oh, well, without Wentz there, like they're going to have to run the football. And if they're going to run the football, they're, they're running with Jonathan Taylor and it's going to kind of throw Naheem Hines out the window because, uh, you know, there's, they don't have a quarterback. So people will be driving them him up their uh, draft boards where maybe it's a good early nomination. Or he would be a good early one for sure. Yeah. Like I, I picture a lot of, I don't know if you guys remember two years ago, Saquon, like we knew how dynamic he was, but he had some tough weeks because that's like what Blister said. Like there was no other weapons there and teams just knew like he wasn't getting anything on the ground. Granted this offensive line's 
going to be better than what the Giants had a couple of years ago for sure. But Quentin Nelson, now he's got that same foot surgery. So, you know, your top guard mm-hmm. now, he's out for some time. Um, like, there's going to be a lot of games where he might get, you know, 20 carries for maybe 40 yards or something like that. Like, it's it's could be kind of ugly. Like, uh, and who knows how many, you know, pet the passes he will catch this year. Like that was the thing I think that we expected maybe a jump forward, but I mean, same goes for Naheem Hines. If you had him or were high on him, uh, it could very well cut into that passing volume as well. So, you know, how many red zone opportunities does the team get now? Like that could, that could be drastically reduced. Like I think you're only, you're praying that they trade for a quarterback of some kind now, whether that's a, a Garoppolo or, um, Maybe Philip Rivers well, coming back. I heard that some potentially sniffs. he could come yeah. back. Oh, so I mean, yeah. the dump down king. Who knows? That could be all right. But but yeah, I think that's <laughs> what you're crossing your fingers for. If you already own JT right now, is uh, bring in a quarterback, please. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Blister, speak, uh, we'll continue on the quarterbacks. Uh, Dak Prescott, according to. Um, ESPN's Todd Archer, the reporting that he underwent an MRI and revealed that he had a muscle strain in his right shoulder. Um, now Mike McCarthy's saying that it's a minor injury and he's kind of day to day right now. Do you think that this is maybe a, bl- I'm thinking as a Cowboys fan, it might be a blessing in disguise. You know, it gives him a little bit more healing time, um, you know, and get some kind of ready. I think he's in good enough shape and I don't know that the muscle strain hurts them all that much but what do you what do you think's going on here with Dak uh, I think they're going to be a little cautious but um, he said that they're only shutting him down from throwing for a couple of days but he's still going to do all the run stuff and the footwork drills and stuff so that's good I think that's pretty positive that he's still being on the field and doing some of the that, that work so I'm not worried about it at all I think Dak's an exciting spot um, with that offense and all the weapons he has around him so I just hope that he comes back 100% and I, you know, that offense should be pretty impressive again. Good All right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Slim, how about you? Um, we have him at an $18 price point. Does this change his value? Is that all for you? Um, not yet, but I will say that it's concerning. Like I know I was really high on Dak. I have him in my top tier quarterbacks with Mahomes and, and, uh, Josh Allen. And I thought there was a real chance he could be the QB one on the season. But so you never hate to, you never like to see a quarterback with a throwing shoulder injury of any kind. So that's what's yeah, worrisome right. to me. Like, can you re-aggravate this at some point? And is this a nagging injury? That he's going to have to end up playing the season, you know, through like that could, that just leads to a whole can of, can of worms that, uh, you know, whether it's velocity down or accuracy, whatever. So I'm a little bit worried. Um, but like Bliss said, I'm just going to wait and see. Like if they're only talking a couple days, like we'll see when he starts getting out there in preseason. And if he's practicing and throwing, like we'll find out pretty quick, I think, how severe this is. So um, right now I'm not doing Well, anything. I'd like to dig into the injury a little bit more too because as I'm reading here, as per source, Prescott is dealing with latissimus uh, strain. Yeah. So if it's his lats, like that's actually a back muscle. Now, I mean, I taught anatomy for a few years. I know that it, it's going to um, – you know, come through the shoulder, but it's not like um, a rotator cuff injury or a deltoid injury, right? It's a it's a back a back strain, so it's would be in that uh, you know more superior, like that the tendon running through the shoulder. So um, it seems like a strained shoulder injury to me that it's a lat injury, right? Like, I mean, I can see him wanting to spread the bat wings a little bit, you know, kind of like a Tony Atlas type of a of a look, but. Uh, you don't hear a lot about lat strains as being the shoulder injury, if you know what I mean. I do. So I'm yeah. curious to dig a little bit more. So yeah. anyways, it's uh, curious to me. Yeah. Um, when I looked at it the first time, I'm like, lat, isn't that his back? I'm like, oh, no, hold on. It articulates the shoulder. Okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But uh, it's still a little bit strange. Anyways, let's just uh, move down. Um, let's do a couple of running backs here, and then we can um, wrap her up and call it a day. Uh, I don't know. Have we actually sat down and talked about the Cam Akers um, injury and what that does in no, we in Los Angeles? Not I don't together, think so. No. Have we, Slim? Okay. No. All right. Well, then uh, – Talk about Cam Akers. Go. Well, that's devastating. That's what that one was. Like, he was really yeah. high-ranked and, you know, 
we saw him kind of come on at the end of the season when he was seemingly healthy finally, and he showed a lot of good things. And I think a lot of people were excited for what this season was going to look like. Um, so obviously then the big thing is what this does for Darrell Henderson. Um, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people probably that owned Henderson were obviously excited right away. Um, I'm kind of cautiously watching this. Like I'm not thinking that Henderson's all of a sudden just going to be vaulted into this like low end RB one or anything like that. Um, I kind of envision more of a, of a running back by committee approach with this team. So, uh, I got to see a few more drafts just to see where Henderson's price actually starts to go. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting pushed up, you know, close to the $20 range, things like that. And I don't know at that price, I'm probably not really going to be super excited to go and get him. Um, but we'll see. I, I again, it's going to come down to what his auction value comes down to. But uh, you know, there's a couple flyers there that I think don't hurt to leave your draft. Whether you know it's Xavier Jones, uh, kind of he's an intriguing guy to me. That I think, yeah, if he can be your last guy picked, um, then why not? Right? Like uh, we don't right. know necessarily. But he's not going to be. His price is going to be driven up by the time we get to draft. Who? Xavier Jones. Xavier Jones, yeah, uh, he'll flash a little bit in a preseason game, maybe. and then people will be like, oh, maybe he's the guy. But, I mean, there's lots of guys that are around the $1 or $2 mark here that, you know, flash here and there. Um, so, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I feel like he can honestly end up kind of forgotten about a little bit by the time your draft rolls around, if you're drafting maybe more towards the end of August. Like, I feel like his name's already cooled off when the injury first happened. Yeah, okay, you heard people talking about him and stuff, but um, I know in a dynasty league I'm in, there was trade offers flying around with for this guy and everything, but, like, I haven't seen his name anywhere since then. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around for close to a dollar or so. So if that's the case, then, yeah, take a stab at him at the end of your draft and, sure. you know, see what, what McVeigh ends up deciding to do. Blister, how about you? Um, thoughts on Darrell Henderson? Is it Xavier Jones? Are they going to make a move and uh, trade for somebody else? Yeah. Like, I'd love to see yeah. them go to, you know, Denver and say, hey, listen, you just drafted a kid. You know he's going to be good. You got this old timer um, kicking around, quote unquote, on, uh, old timer in uh, Melvin Gordon. Like, let's have a look oh, yeah. or send us Royce Freeman or. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I think. Like like Slim said, I, I know Xavier Jones is getting the hype. I do agree. I bet you Daryl Henderson goes up to about twenty dollar range, and I do think that Xavier won't be much more than a buck or two at the end of the draft. So I would probably spend my buck or two on Xavier and hope that he unfolds. They got a couple of rookies in there. Jake Funk, I think, is a rookie. Yeah. Um, Raymond Clay, he was with Tampa Bay and stuff before. I don't expect him to be that good because he was he's been around already and he's never done anything. So I, I guess it's just wait and see. I, I, I know they, they didn't necessarily rule cam acres out. I don't think for the whole year, um, but I just can't see him returning, yeah. uh, especially right. with an Achilles. Like Marlon Mack apparently is looking pretty good. He's coming off an Achilles, but prior to Marlon Mack and, and what he does yet is to be determined, but I don't think any running backs have come back. Well, the only thing is like, a, you, um, what is it? Uh, um, LaShore had one. There was somebody oh, yeah. else too, but there's not a lot of running backs that, uh, um, have Mikel even. Mikel LaShore, the back. Detroit yeah. one. Remember how the yes. hype from him that year? Yes. <laughs> not, did you do anything ever? I can't no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but he blew his, blew his Achilles. So, yeah. you know what I mean? But these are the types of names that you, that you see. You know, what about like, I'm just thinking names if they went to go after it, like, why not go get Sony Michelle? Why not go yeah. um, try to find uh, um, Duke Johnson and and bring him over? Um, yeah. I even heard a, a, a TJ Yeldon or somebody because, like, if you look at what um, Darrell Henderson's done, they gave him some opportunities last year, but it was Malcolm Brown that got the passing downs and all those things. So, like, really, they don't trust Darrell Henderson to be the man. So they better bring someone in that's going to be able to. Uh, sustain well, the pass what? the pass catching role, right? They got Stafford there coming off de- from Detroit, and Detroit 
I mean, he's Stafford likes to throw the ball. He throws a ton. Yeah. And their running game in Detroit was horse shit, and they didn't have much there. So maybe they'll just go with that. Maybe Woods and Cup and those guys are just going to – and Higby. Maybe they're going to just get targeted to death this year until they well, get Slim, was there, was there a pass-blocking issue with Henderson last year, I feel? I thought there I was. I can't remember. I think he had to I play, that that... if I'm not mistaken, Akers was hurt at the start of the season. And then Henderson got yeah. hurt. And it allowed Akers to kind of get in, and then he flashed a little bit, and then obviously Akers had this his some big games in the playoffs there, and the it's kind of like, end, yeah. oh hey, look at this kid now. But well, the big the big problem with the Rams is they like they hype up the running every every year they drafted a running back, and I remember was it which Kelly was it John Kelly they drafted? Remember Bex he drafted Josh him. Kelly. No, Josh is in LA. I think. They oh yeah, John right. <laughs> oh yeah, it says. Oh, and he was going to be there. Did gonna, I ever hear of him, Slim? I don't think I ever liked him. Anyways, so <laughs> he was going to be a big deal, right? <laughs> oh, he was going to be a huge yeah. deal. Just ask me. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then everybody since then has it's been the same. So who knows? <laughs> they. I think they would be better off to to bring somebody in, um, but yeah, it doesn't look too promising right now. There. <laughs> but maybe that no, not at all. It's in Cooper Cup are going to be more valuable than than we're even thinking about right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe. Eh? Um, and I mean, McVeigh should probably be able to figure it out, right? He's supposed to be the genius coach, so he should be able yeah. to figure it out some way or, or other. All right, let's go to one more running back. Uh, Blistered, stay with you. Uh, Saquon Barkley is making lots of strides. Is what Joe Judge is saying. So um, he. Judge wouldn't say how close he is to returning to practice. Um, this is uh, last week. So last Thursday he was uh, running routes and cutting and sprinting. I don't have anything to – oh, no, sorry. This is from the second, actually. So he was uh, running and cutting and doing some things, doing some mirroring drills. Um, you know, the, Giant, the Giants have re-signed um, Alfred Morris, which is a big deal. But uh, thoughts on, uh, on on Saquon heading into the season, Blister? Well, a little worried. I mean, obviously, anytime you got a guy that costs that much money, you want him day one and you want him to be available for the whole year, you know. And coming off an injury and, right, I mean, the signing of Alfred, to me, says that he won't probably be ready for game one. So... Yeah, again, that's all I need to know to not probably want to draft a guy. I mean, maybe he comes back in the second or third week and he's the best running back after that. And, and uh, you know, he wins your league for you. But mm. I just have a hard time taking that risk. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of other questions, obviously, not just with health. And we talked about this earlier, but Daniel Jones is a big question mark. Can he run that offense? Like, if he can't complete a pass, then no one's going to be worried about the receivers too much. So, and you know, Keon, uh, Keon Barkley. So it, there's a few too many question marks for a guy that's going to probably cost you 50, uh, 50 bucks in your auction to, to, you know, for me. So I'd rather avoid. All right. So what about you? Um, like, uh, I know we talked a little bit about it uh, pre-show, but is this just them, you know, taking their time with their stud running back or is this a concern? I don't know. I've been concerned all summer. Like he was a guy in any of the drafts that I've done up to this point. He's a guy that I've more or less gone in and said, I, I'm not going to get him. Like at the price that he's going to go for, I know that I'm going to take other options. Um, so yeah, I'm still concerned. I mean, if first of all, just even coming back from an injury like that, like you got to see it to, to right. for at least I want to invest that kind of money. And that's the biggest thing. It's just about the price. Like when you are putting this big a chunk in there, you you really can't fuck it up with these top guys. Like, you know, like Blister said last year, he had McCaffrey. So, you know, it that became really tough, I'm sure, uh, when you just drop that much of your budget on one player and they go out. Um, it makes it really hard to win. So you know, early on, on these big money players, I'm looking for safety and not necessarily safe, safety and, you know, but just in health. I don't want any health issues with these guys. I, I want them going in 100% healthy where I feel like I can get a, an actual decent return, uh, hopefully on this investment. So, um, right now mm-hmm. I don't have that faith in Barkley. I mean, I don't want him to take five, six weeks, kind of get eased in. Like, I don't know how many touches he's going to get early on in the season. Like, I don't want my lead back only getting, 
you know, uh, 50% of the snaps because they're, they're easing them into game plans and stuff like that. So I'm kind of just avoiding right now. Like I'd rather pay up a little bit more and go get Camara or Derek Henry, um, in some leagues, uh, especially, you know, non PPR, but with Henry, but, uh, or else just drop down and say, okay, I'll just, uh, I'll target Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler or guys like that for cheaper than Barkley. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now until I see it a little bit more in preseason. Well, that's it. Just it. The, the, your top dogs can't flop, right? That's the biggest yeah. issue. They don't have to come out as being the RB one or three or whatever, but they can't be RB 27. Well, there's just enough, right? Like this can't, it's can't. hard enough to win a league. Let's be real. Like you need a lot of luck and you need to grind, uh, grind waivers. And so there's just a lot of things that have to go right. And if I miss on that pick, it, it's not impossible, but it's just adding up to a lot more. It's becoming a lot more improbable, I guess is what I should say. So right. I want to stack the cards in my favor as much as I can. And in a place where I can actually control things like waivers, yes, I can control it as I can maybe put in outrageous fab amounts, but I'm still going against 12 other people and I don't know what they're doing. And the draft, at least I know what he's currently going for. So like I can see the numbers and I can decide, yes, I want to go higher. No, I don't. Uh, so leaving a draft, I want to try and stack the cards in my favor and give myself the best starting probability to win this league. And I don't know if that, mm-hmm. if Barkley's going to do that for me. Right. Okay. Guys, that's a lot of injury news. We just went through, I don't know, uh, 20. Yeah, I'm going to get injured. 15 different players. Yeah, <laughs> get, get injured. So, um, I just, just, we're almost hitting the hour mark here. So before we wrap it up, uh, Blister, give me one thing you're going to do, uh, next to help you get ready for your drafts. Go. Ooh, one thing I got to do to get ready for my drafts. Well, for the yeah. ones that I'm running, I have to get a hold of everybody and make sure they're in and set a payment. <laughs> yeah, good idea. And a draft time. I think I did set up the draft time, but for my own personal benefit, I got to uh, brush up and take in as much information as I possibly can. I just did update my tier sheets. I did update my ranking sheets, but I have to start looking at actual money dollars attached to people and what my team will look like. So I did one mock draft a while ago. I got to get in a few more mock drafts. Okay. So there, so as uh, blister just mentioned, he updated his tiers and his rankings. So if you head on over to the website, the fantasyfootballauction.com, click on the membership area, you can get the sheets, which is all the things we've been talking about. The auction values sheet with the rankings, blisters, tiers, slims, tiers, my tiers. That's for seven ninety five. And if you want to add the premium podcast into that, then that's called the preseason premium. So you get the sheets and the premium podcast as a fourteen ninety five purchase. So that's over at the website, uh, thefantasyfootballauction.com. Click on memberships. Slim, same question to you. What's one thing you're doing right now to help you get ready for drafts? Uh, it's tiers. I'm going to go through my tiers. I, you know, just making little te- tweaks here and there. Um, and then I'm going to use those tiers to kind of look at budgets again and and just try and line up people and make sure they still fit in certain budget strategies and things like that. And maybe it makes me scrap a budget altogether or something like that. But, uh, um, but yeah, definitely I think the biggest thing you can do is keep your tiers um, up to date, as up to date as possible. Um, yeah. So that, you know, they don't get so far behind. So maybe you got a draft in a couple of weeks. You're not scrambling to completely revamp them in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Keep them. Yeah. Cause they're fluid, right? So they got to yeah, be moving. Be. You got to be changing them. All I mean, the they shouldn't change yeah, probably absolutely. drastically unless there's, you know, an acres injury comes in and you just got to wipe a guy right off there. But, yeah. um, but you know, moving, maybe it's just bumping someone from tier three to tier two or, uh, you know, I don't worry so much about the movement inside of a tier, but, if I have to bump somebody, you know, like Daryl Henderson, for example, he probably moved in a tier somewhere, uh, you know, get those right. guys into a new spot and, you know, then reassess and, you know, maybe that changes something. Right. Okay. Awesome stuff, guys. Uh, we talked a lot of 
auction specific ideas around the injuries that are coming up. So, uh, for those of you who are still listening here at almost the hour mark, hopefully that's helped you to do just like Slim was saying, updating your tiers and, and looking at where guys are, you know, are moving around as far as your own personal rankings go. Uh, so again, like I said, head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. Check out the membership area in there. Um, and uh, you can get all these updates that the guys are talking about. Also, if you've got a few minutes, uh, do a rate and review on your favorite podcast player, however you're listening to us, and uh, that'll help us move up the rankings. Well, guys, that's all I got. I would say, Blister, um, you're probably going to be on the boat tomorrow and the next day and the next day, so we probably won't see you much. Yeah, I know, but it just looks, it looks like there's some thunderstorms rolling through tonight and tomorrow, so Uh-oh. that could... I can see Blister just laying across the top of his boat tonight. Just don't. Can you? Oh, I, I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to leave. I was it. worried. Somebody's at Gibby's house. I don't even recognize the vehicle. I was hoping I wouldn't back up into it. <laughs> oh, no. Devastating. No. No. <laughs> and uh, Slim, what about you? You had no golfing tomorrow. I was considering no, it. No, we're heading up to. Uh, just on the road. You're just like Willie Nelson. Lake of the Woods, so. Nice. Supposed to be on a pontoon tomorrow. We'll see that those thunderstorms let us do that. Are you are you with Gator tomorrow? Actually, yep. Are you? All right. Well, my wife went out on a trip there, and she said it was fantastic. Uh, And then she started selling me as uh, he's purchasing another boat, and so that I should be the captain on the next boat. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do in my summers. (laughs) Like, I'm not busy enough. You're going to go pimp me out to be a captain on a pontoon boat with a – Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Christ, Christ. Anyways, but that's my wife always pimping me out to do something. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah well you know um i was just i was just gonna bring up the uh the there's only one bed in the hotel room but i'll just leave that came into my head but it did <laughs> anyways okay uh-huh. all right guys we're uh, pushing the hour mark here so i don't know if i'm going to see you guys uh tomorrow but i'm sure i'll uh see you in the group chat and for the rest of you i'll see you when it's springtime in the rockies when it's springtime in the Rockies, I'll become.